Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? There are no vampire armadillos, but there are reverse vampire armadillos. They sneak up on you and stick blood in your neck. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts, to check out our other podcasts, and find out how you can access episodes a day early, visit us at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Sun's going down in Bon Tomps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I am Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mick Sparkman. And today is our first podcast. We're going to be reading chapters one through three of the first book in the series, Dead Until Dark. But before we begin, let's talk about our history with the series. And I'll start. Um... I became interested in Charlene Harris as an author when I was in college because it turned out that she had gone to the same school I went to, which is Rhodes College in Memphis. And I actually emailed her and let her know how much I liked the series, her, her different series that I'd been reading. And she was like, well, you should check out my Sookie Stackhouse books. And that's where it started. And I just love these books. I've been reading them since college. And I've probably gone through the entire series a handful of times. What about you, Micah? Uh, you know, I, I first started reading them in college. I think I had actually started with the Anita Blake series, and uh, a friend of mine in college was like, if you like the Anita Blake books, you should also try these. And I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember when the TV series came out, so I don't remember if I had seen the TV series first or or read the books first, but it became clear quickly that they were very different. Uh, obviously, there's some overlap, but if you've read them and you've seen the, movie, the show, then you know that there's a lot of uh, differentiation there. But I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just to be real clear, we are only doing the books, not the series. But True Blood began in 2008. Okay. And this book was published in 2001. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I've never read these books. Uh, no. They are way outside my usual uh, reading area. Like, generally, I, I don't read anything that doesn't feature wizards or togas, preferably both. <laughs> Wizards and Togas. Yeah, but I, I have seen the first season or two of the TV show, which I thought was pretty silly and fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize you had, you were in contact with the author, Alice. I did. I got I got in touch with her through the alumni network. This was before. This was several years before the series took off. Mm. So you know, she had time to talk to plebs like me then. <laughs> Do you know uh, if she's aware of our podcast? Uh, I don't know, but. Ms. Harris, if you're listening, check out our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. But she was, she was a really sweet, very, very gracious woman. All right. Well, let's uh, start the way, the best way to always start a book by judging its cover. Yeah. What do y'all think? Uh, I actually dig the art style of these covers. It's kind of like, it's, it's very stylized, obviously, but it's, it's kind of fun. Um, but for whatever reason, I didn't picture Bill uh, with the whole Dracula aesthetic, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, really? I mean... Every time she looks at him, she's like, man, look at that widow's peak. Wow, look at those those high, arching eyebrows and his pale skin. <laughs> and that cape that he's always wearing. <laughs> uh, but I guess it does make it super easy to identify vampires if they all dress like this. They're true, yeah, and float off the ground like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, the art was by is by a woman named Lisa Desimini, and she did the cover art for the entire series. And she's primarily a children's book um, illustrator as well as author. Um, yeah, I personally they do look like the Harry Potter covers, kind of to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say, I I hate it. I really oh. hate this art. I don't think it's very attractive, and um, 
it's very weird to me the way she chose to draw it because the whole idea in the books is that these vampires are supposed to kind of look like humans and like this looks like an old school like Nosferatu thing going on and I don't understand why yeah also he's chewing on his cape for some reason yeah it's weird like what's happening here like her eyes are closed and he's like wrapped his cape around her and he's like hovering in the air it's bizarre and their house is on fire yeah well you know I just assume that's something that's gonna happen right spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) someone's house is on fire Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean so the the advantage of doing this is like he can hold her in with his teeth instead of with his hands so his hands are free to do other things (laughs) (laughs) we don't know what's going on under that I assume he's straight jacking it yeah I kind of like it I think it's it's graphic and it's it's grabby and I think if you imagine this book imagine like you have no idea who this person is or what these books are about you look at this and you say, oh, a vampire with mm-hmm. a person in his cape. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like it doesn't take itself too seriously, which would be an appealing, I think. Yeah. yeah. If uh, that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Yeah. This is not Anne Rice. <laughs> so you've read the Anita Blake series. Uh-huh. Have you read any books with vampires in them, Jeff? Uh, I've read Anne Rice books. Okay. And in fact, on page one of this, she name checks Anne Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she does. Yeah, which is, I, I thought that was... That was clever, right? Of course, because any like Southern Gothic vampire book, anybody who's read a bunch of books is thinking Anne Rice immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we just jump right in. And yeah. This is going to be hard because mainly just being introduced to a lot of different people. Yeah. I, I, something I immediately enjoyed about this is something you mentioned, Alice, is um, Sookie's voice. Like she's obviously the narrator in this, uh, mm-hmm. and her voice is very Southern. You know, like everything she says, like. Her, she uses like southern metaphors. Her, her explanations for things like everything is very southern, and you, mm-hmm. can, you can feel it. And to me, it, it's very funny. You know, I, I don't know if it's meant to be funny, but it's really fucking funny to me. Yeah. Later on, she meets up with a character named J.B. Duron, who's a, a young man who's characterized as being very dumb, but he's comforting her, and she says, "Bless his country heart." <laughs> it was so good. That's yeah. such a great expression to use. And it's funny, too, that's a, like, because saying bless your heart, that's such a quint- quintessentially Southern thing, and it can mean so many different things. It's true. You know, usually when you say, well, bless their heart, you're saying you're so fucking stupid, but it can also be used in an affectionate way like this, bless his country heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. But Yeah, I, I thought, Suki's voice is very interesting, um, and I think it's well written. This author's doing a good job. The, uh, but I noticed on the first page again, her description of herself uh, she says, you can tell I don't get out much. And it's not because I'm not pretty. I am. I'm blonde and blue-eyed at 25, and my legs are strong, and my bosom is substantial, and I have a waspy waistline. Who thinks that about themselves, right? Yeah, Southern people. Do they? Yeah. Sure. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe? She, she definitely uh, has opinions about the appearance of everybody she meets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we learn really, really quickly that she's a telepath, and so maybe that maybe that kind of plays a part into it as well because she's very aware um, of how people are seeing her all the time. So that might be it. If you can read people's minds and they're thinking about your boobs a lot, which she says it is. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So she does mention that rural Louisiana isn't a big draw for vampires, but New Orleans, this is the Anne Rice reference, New Orleans is a vampire hotspot because of Anne Rice. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's kind of funny, you know? And, um, also, probably because New Orleans is a lot easier place to disappear humans mm-hmm. than rural Louisiana. A lot of swamps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just saying. But meanwhile, we start and a vampire walks into a bar. And it's the bar where she works. And she, she knew he was a vampire immediately um, 
Probably because he was dressed like a damn Dracula, I assume. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Even though later we find out he shops at, like, Dillard's. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's, he shops at night, though, because he's a vampire, so the, the after hours at Dillard's is very goth. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, pull a, uh, they pull a rope and, like, yeah. different shelves drop down. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you rearrange the letters in Dillard's, it says Dracula. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. <laughs> They do also have a brief explanation of vampires as victims of a virus that leaves them allergic to sunlight, silver, and garlic. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems pretty clear that this is like what they're saying uh, and the vampires are saying, which I think it's... I actually appreciate all the the stuff like that where it's like the attempts to juxtapose vampires on a modern world is kind of fun to me you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah apparently this only happened a couple years ago they came out of the coffin because now there's a synthetic blood and so they can just drink that instead of having to drink off humans so they decided to go public yeah i wonder if they, do you think it's expensive synthetic blood it would be right i i don't know i i think it's i mean is it the same as pills where the first one costs a billion dollars and each one after that costs 10 cents well that's what i was wondering is is like this is Synthetic blood is probably something that requires like a medical lab to create, I would expect. Which means mm-hmm. it would be expensive, well, right? Really, because I assumed it was just like Coca-Cola or something where, you know, they make it in factories. You don't make it yourself, but it's not like it's expensive. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what the process to make blood looks like. I know we have invented what, what it in is, the real world. What is the substance in it that makes it synthetic blood that they can digest, right? Does it have fake red blood cells or does it have plasma in it or something? Yeah, they don't... They don't I don't recall if they say much in detail about it, except that uh, it's 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 a direct nourishment replacement for blood, which means it does all the same things that blood does for a vampire. However, it tastes like shit, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It totally made me think about formula because, like, you can breastfeed, and but that's free, or you can get formula, and that's really expensive. So, mm-hmm. like, are there are there is the is it cost prohibitive to a bunch of vampires like the early the the newer ones that haven't had time to amass wealth? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, like, like you know, is it is it even? Well, I mean, I guess you save a lot of money on a lot of things if you're a vampire. You know, you don't have to pay, pay for food. So true. medical your, bills. So you know. Yeah, and you yeah. yeah no medical bills no. Uh, no other food. But your electricity bills are high because you have to have the lights on all the time. I think they can see in the dark or something, right? Can they? I don't I don't remember. Can maybe they just maybe they can just see people in the dark. Mm. You know, like well see blood or whatever. <laughs> just like make all predator. your furniture out of people. <laughs> just the heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suki's also thinking about her awesome magic powers that make it hard for her to date. Uh, which is it's funny because I've always thought about tel- telepathy as something that I'd like really dig, but her kind of telepathy kind of sucks because you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be awesome to read minds, but it'd be terrible to have to read minds all the time, I think. Yeah, she mm-hmm. talks about how hard it is because she has to consciously focus on not listening to people's minds, which sounds just awful. Yeah, so I, everybody thinks she's kind of crazy because she can't give 100% attention to any one thing. Because people, so, so like, you have to consider that when you're in a... When you're in a room with other people, they're not talking all the time. But if everyone in the room was always talking, like that's because mm-hmm. everyone in the room was always thinking, that'd be really distracting, I think, right? I guess it would, but the advantages seem to heavily outweigh the disadvantages. I, I mean... You can just go to Las Vegas and play poker and make a million dollars or something. That is true. I mean, like there are definitely ways to, to make it work for you, but 
I, I agree that it would be really hard to be in a relationship with somebody if you could hear what they're thinking all the time. Yeah, that would be the worst. It'd probably be hard to... Oh, yeah. See, I disagree. I think we've talked about this before. We have, probably. yeah. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I, I would love to be able to hear everybody's thoughts all the time. Like, yeah. I, I have very low empathy for other people, and it's been a problem in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I read, a, I read a quote from her, Charlene Harris, saying that um, she considered to be one of the absolute worst things you could ever give someone is the ability to read minds like that yeah i think it'd be really bad for your self-esteem for my self-esteem i don't know it'd be rough i don't know i mean probably depends on who you are but it's apparently what people are thinking about suki all the time is how great she looks yeah but also like really nasty like lewd stuff that you probably don't want to know about some random like i figure you get used to that stuff right (laughs) maybe she does, but it still doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. If I worked in a bar, I would absolutely hate to know what the what the people were thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that she says that she she refu- generally refuses to read people's minds because it's low class. So it's like that's very, <laughs> it's a very southern thing to say. <laughs> uh, but the vampire comes into the bar mm-hmm. and. Uh, she can immediately tell he's a vampire for two reasons. First of all, she can see him glow, which apparently other people can. They yeah. don't realize immediately that he's a vampire the way she does. Yeah. But also, she can't read his mind. There's nothing there. Yeah, that's interesting mm-hmm. for, for her, you know? It is. But his brain is dead. His, <laughs> but they immediately get into trouble because he sits down. With, he ends up hanging out with a couple of really trashy people, Mac and Denise Rattray. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. scumbags. Scumbags, because yeah. she realizes she listens to their minds and realizes that they're drainers, which is a thing where people will find a vampire and they will drain his blood because apparently vampire blood is has amazing magical properties to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, also in this, we are introduced to Sookie's boss, who is also dreamy, you know? So dreamy. Yeah, she's got herself <laughs> a couple pieces of man candy rolling around tonight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, at this point, they also mention the fact that synthetic blood is... Healthy, but doesn't satisfy vampire cravings. Sort of like Soylent, I guess, for humans. Um, but it leads to, air quote, unfortunate incidents, which I assume means dead humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they disappear. So Suki gets the chain from her brother's truck. And it says that her, her brother comes into the bar and he's got a chain in the back of his truck for fights. Is that a thing? Like, do people carry around chains in their truck for fights? Because it yeah, it doesn't kinda... say I use them like for, for I don't know truck things. It says like he uses them for fights, which is crazy. Using them for whipping ass. So I, okay, here's here's my opinion about this. I wrote this I wrote this down because I have a feeling about this. Uh, chains are not a good melee weapon. Uh, there's a there's like a really cool intimidation factor. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. you can swing it around and like looks like you're a badass. But you are 100% more likely to hurt yourself than someone else unless you know what you're doing, which I call the nunchuck effect. (laughs) (laughs) Or as we used to call them when I was younger, the dumb chucks. (laughs) That's right. Uh, The chains have one positive trait, which is that you can have one in the back of your truck and you're not going to get arrested. Yeah, but I mean like a pipe works just just as well for that and is much better for hitting people with. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Mm -hmm. Good point. So she goes out after the drainers and the vampire... To rescue him, but she doesn't take her brother with her? No. That's a terrible doesn't idea. doesn't take anyone with her. She's mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to go deal with it with my chain. Yeah. This is this is pretty hardcore of Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah. He's like, I, I, don't even, I don't even know this guy, and he's in trouble, and I'm going to go knife fight these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, uh, and, and for what it's worth, it goes sideways pretty fast, right? Like, she, yeah. she's like, I'm going to go solve this with a chain. She hits one guy, and that doesn't take him out, and he's like, oh, I've got a knife. 
where it's, you know the saying "Don't bring a chain to a knife fight." Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Comes in. That's Abraham Lincoln said that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this whole uh, this whole scene reminded me of a lynch mob. That's what yeah. I thought. Like this vampire came into the wrong town, mm-hmm. let the sun go down on him in this town. Yeah. And uh, and the lynch mob came after him. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a good point. It, it has that feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she uh, she doesn't get she does get a lucky swing in with a chain which takes one of the guys out. Like it goes around his neck and chokes him, which yeah. never seen happen with a chain. But good, good for good for her, I guess. You think reading people's thoughts would make you a better fighter? Yeah. Well, she doesn't. It's low class to read people's thoughts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he probably would. You know, you know, he, she would have known that guy had a knife before he pulled it out of his boot. I guess. Yeah, right? could have used some mind reading there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, she does point out that it can be really hard because people aren't always thinking about what you want them to think about, and you can't like nudge them in that direction. So that yeah. can be really hard. I, I think it'd be useful for interrogation, right? Like, yeah, if for you're sure. Asking questions, you can nudge them that way. Right, but if she's attacking him, she might not know he has a knife because he's not thinking about it. Yeah, he's probably thinking boobs, 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 boobs. You know? <laughs> I just, I just really love that she's deciding who she's going to attack first—the man or the woman—and then she remembers that he never left a tip, so she's like, "I'm going after him first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as somebody who has worked in the service industry, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she gets his knife, and then they go after her with a car, kind of an escalating weapon situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, they escape, and she escapes. Yeah, she she um, un- unwraps the silver chain from the vampire. Yeah, and this is the point where she actually realizes that she can't read his mind yeah. at this moment, which I thought was funny, because then I was like, this is, like, Twilight straight up stole this, right? <laughs> like, the whole, you've read the Twilight books, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, have you read the Twilight books? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, Jeff just had the most contemptuous look on his face I have ever seen. <laughs> Maybe we're doing the Twilight series next. Oh, no. Suck on that, Jeff. Yeah. No. Um, uh, but the, like, it's a major point in Twilight that the vampire Edward or whatever is it, Ed, Edward. Edward, yeah. Yeah, can't read her mind, and it's really nice for him. No, I thought it was his sister, his adopted sister, who could read. Minds. No, she can see the future. Oh. Okay. It's, it's been a while. I think I read them once when they first came out. Yeah. Alice can see the future because his mm-hmm. sister's named Alice. Yeah, and, yeah. and Edward can read minds. Oh, okay. Because for some reason his family is full of magic vampires. They can't all do that. It's super rare. Okay. But they can all do it. Yeah, got it. Um, but but it, it, it was funny the way it went down though because she, she lets down her guard and she tries to listen for him and she can't hear him. She goes, I can't hear you. And he goes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that he's he, like he, during this point he's trying to be kind of seductive vampire and she's just like super southern back at him. Yeah, <laughs> there's a you moment. Cut that out. Yeah, you cut that out now. Like, yeah, I think there's a moment where he's trying to do like hypnosis stuff and she's just like, you cut that out. I'm like, I yeah. love this. So yeah. she's like, don't you talk dirty? I won't listen to it. Okay, sucky. <laughs> I mean, uh, it works out for you. Very yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. In general, I liked how creepy vampire this vampire is. Yeah, because like he's. He's sort of like a textbook vampire, like cold and emotionless and like kills with no feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how it, that sort of mixes with this like southern fried kind of soap opera stuff that he's surrounded by. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while he'll say something really creepy. Like, oh, God. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, because that, that is a good point. It's something I, I enjoy is how these are like, like you said, textbook vampires, you know, and they're just inserted into this like very southern environment. And yeah. And it feels they're not, they're not, pretty authentic. Yeah, they're not. They're a little goofy, but they're not like super goofy like the rest of the stuff kind of is. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is a really nice uh, combination. 
Yeah, I agree. And 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 I think it's I think it's written very effectively. Like I think she really like this feels like an authentic southern experience of of vampires, whatever that looks like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, you know, they're polite in the right places and they're like cautious in the right places. You know, it's just like it's funny. Mhm. Uh, he off- he also offers her the blood that they drained as like a reward, and she's like, "Nah, I'm good." But that's totally the wrong call here. That's like six hundred dollars worth of vampire blood, man. Yeah, but if yeah. you befriend that dude, then you know, unlimited vampire blood. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I don't think you could have it. I don't think there's any reason you couldn't have it both ways. You know, well, you, you don't you don't want to take the chance of killing the goose that lays the golden blood. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that's true. But he's like. He's like, this blood is already on the ground. I'm not going to do anything with it. Do you want it? And she's like, no, I don't want your awesome vampire drugs. You know, oh, she I just met this guy. Man. They're not really on blood drinking terms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's <Do> you, a lady. <laughs> do you um, do you think you would try vampire blood if you could? Hell yes. Yeah, sounds pretty great, right? If I knew, if I knew where it came from, because they say sometimes it gets old or there's some sort of bad reaction. So if you know exactly where it's being sourced from, yeah, it's like fresh from the tap. So yeah, to speak. ethical, yeah. ethical sourcing. Yeah, I, I definitely would. It's, yeah, you know, they, they haven't gotten into it a lot, but uh, it sounds like it'd be pretty awesome. It sounds kind of like ketamine. Yeah, it's yeah, ketamine mixed with Viagra. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, it says it's also supposed to improve your health, which is pretty yeah. impressive. So oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, why are they not selling this to the hospitals? Oh, vampires sure. are real, you know, miserly about their blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't like hospitals. Hospitals are kind of the opposite of vampires when you think about it. <laughs> that's, that's a, is that right, Jeff? Yeah, well, yeah, like like people come, they are born in hospitals, uh-huh. right? But vampires make people die. So it's oh, like, true. like you start in the hospital, you end in the vampire. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the life cycle. <laughs> that's right. The circle of life, as we call it. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, this is also the point where she learns his name is Bill and immediately points out what a ridiculous vampire name that is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to, like... He should have said William. <laughs> the, the, the point is you, you, you still have the name you were born with, theoretically, right? But I guess you... I don't know. You could change your name, right? Yeah, why not? If you became a vampire, would you change your name? Uh, no, Vampire Jeff. I think that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I like my name. Yeah, I'd be Vampire Micah for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would add Vampire to my name. Like, she <laughs> calls him Vampire Bill. I'd go... Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if I was going to change it, I'd probably call it myself the Blood King or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Because, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Skull Crusher. Right. Skull Crusher Vampire Micah. I don't know. <laughs> vampire Micah the Skull Crusher? Mm-hmm. Why do they call you Skull Crusher? Because it's a cool name. Yeah. Do you like to crush skulls? Not particularly. <laughs> it just sounds cool. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe I'd go with Jeffula. Yeah. Jeffula's Jeffula. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's Sorry. good. That's good. I couldn't come up with a good one for Micah. It doesn't sound like... Any of the good vampire names. Mycula. Mycula. Not as good as Jeffula, I don't think. (laughs) Mike Ferratu. Anyway. Yeah. So she goes home after after work and we meet her grandma. Who is also great, by the way. Mm -hmm. I love her. I love her. I love her grandmother. Because she's like the nice parts of being Southern, like that tender Southern charm and less of like the generational racism, which (laughs) it's nice. Yeah. She also name checks Danielle Steele. Uh, she does. Right. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. And these books are kind of a mix of Anne Rice and Danielle Steele. Are, are they? Because Danielle Steele, she's, she does romances, right? Yeah, yeah. romances. Mm-hmm. Have, you, right. have you read a lot of Danielle Steele? Danielle Steele? I actually have read a couple of Danielle Steele, yes. How are they? Yeah. Uh, I, there are a lot of fans of Danielle Steele out there, so I won't say anything more <laughs> about it. <laughs> there may be some overlap in our Suki Stockhouse novel fans and our Danielle yeah. Steele fans. If you like romance novels, they're good. Yeah. And talking about the most Southern thing ever, she's a member of the club The Descendants of the Glorious Dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, it's because of that generational racism thing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, the next day, uh, Suki does something that I, I found really strange. She goes out and sits in the sun? Yeah, I don't feel like Southerners would do that. I mean, I know I don't do that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I try and avoid the sun at all costs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she seems to enjoy sitting in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I I assume that we'd skip the part where she spends four days recovering from a sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, it's Louisiana, so it's probably, like, disgustingly humid. Yeah. I'm Mm. sure she's just got sweat just all over. Glistening. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but but, uh, while she's sitting out there in the sun, her brother Jason shows up, and apparently everyone knows about her fight with the rat trades because small towns are the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't have any secrets. What is it? Bad bad gas passes fast in a small town. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad gas spreads fast or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just another one of those like wonderful little things. Um, Gran is fixing country. Fr- she's fixing country fried steak, steak, not cooking, but fixing. Uh-huh. Um, and sweet potatoes and green beans she put up last year. Which is canning, I guess. Yeah, so. it's so southern. Yeah, very Love southern. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, these people are rich. Are they? Yeah, they have two houses. They have oil money. They have investments that they live off of. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're rich, but they're definitely middle class in a town that's probably not doesn't have very many middle class people. Well, they mm-hmm. they're, they have enough income from their investments that they're middle class without having any middle class job. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Right. It, yeah, well, I don't know exactly. Like, I don't think Suki needs to work at this waitress shop, although she seems to like it. I, yeah. My impression is that they, they, they don't have enough money from the oil to not work. Well, they just have enough to supplement their income. The oil money tapped out. They don't have that anymore. It's, a, and, it's like a trust. And Jason actually, her brother actually does have a middle class job because he went to junior college and he's an overseer. He doesn't, of con- different construction oh, okay. Teams. He goes. He just drives around to different construction teams all day. Oh, okay. So he's got a middle class job, but yeah, she's just a just a barmaid. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's such a pejorative term because she's not really she's a, a waitress. She's a waitress. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's a waitress at a bar. Yeah, I gotta say, her brother doesn't seem all that like. <laughs> put off by what happened with the whole ratchery thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. like, she. He's upset at the point that they pulled a knife, but before that, like, oh, you know, I got in a fight with the Ratchets. He's well, like, oh, well, that's a thing. We don't know how Suki does business, right? This is our first meeting. This could be every weekend. Yeah. You find somebody to chain fight. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not you got in a fight with the Ratchets. It's, oh, you got in a fight with the Ratchets this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who was it this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah. But they, they sit down for lunch, and over lunch, Jason reveals the murder, which may be a vampire murder, which uh, is our first southern vampire mystery revealed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who, who killed a young woman named Maudette Pickens. Yeah. Who, uh, even this person, who we now know is dead, gets what I'm going to call a sookie scan, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. where she kind of harshly critiques the person's appearance. A heavy jaw and a square bottom. Pretty black hair and husky shoulders. She had been a plotter, never bright or ambitious. <laughs> Damn. It's not, just, it's not just her looks, it's like everything about her. <laughs> right. Damn. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Maudette was a fangbanger. A woman who likes to hang around vampires and get bit. And she has some old, healed vampire bites on her thighs. Yeah. Oh my. I don't think I would. I would drink vampire blood, but I don't think I would let a vampire. No, that seems like a terrible idea. That's I would let a vampire bite me if there was some like contract under which I would become a vampire. Because it seems like being a vampire is totally where it's at. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. in this world where it's okay to be a vampire. That seems pretty good. But yeah. what if it changes your personality into like a 
you know, dark soul demon or something, and you're not your same self anymore. I probably wouldn't know. You wouldn't. That's true. Yeah. I, I would. I would only consider doing it if they had the powers that some vampires do in some mythologies, where they can like heal the wounds that they made by licking them. Yeah. I, well, they. It he sounds can. like it sounds can. like you, you can uh, heal the wounds with vampire blood. Oh yeah, just vampire blood. And I think they're. I think they're saliva also. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, here's my question though, because we find out later they talk about vampires they weep tears of blood so does that mean all their bodily fluids are blood Probably. yes well in some, in some <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later yeah there. okay okay yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it later um, awesome yeah mm-hmm. but gran wants vampire bill to come talk about the civil war speak at the at the uh descendants of the glorious dead meeting yeah i mean you know that's 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 a good opportunity right mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested in this yeah mm-hmm. for sure I know, that to me would be the most amazing part about having vampires is getting all that history. How amazing would that be? It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Super cool. To have yeah. first person perspectives of however yeah. long back they go. Yeah. At least the parts of the history that happened at night. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's a good point. Or when they were, you know, still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because he, he you know, oh, yeah. had like 30 years of actual That's history. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but he was like a. Dumb Southern Confederate. What does he know? <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Not much. Um, she she sees him again, the vampire again, a few days later, and asks him to come speak at the club. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, she also she she asks him to come chat with her after work is mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, yeah, because she wants to invite him. But uh, she also has a really uh, inappropriate coaching session from her boss. Does she? Yeah, he's just like, um, I heard what you did, you know, puts his hands on her and stuff. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. it's very grabby. Well, I mean, she's not, she seems like kind of into it, right? I think they have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also learns that reading his mind is a little weird. Yeah. She realizes she has trouble reading his mind. It's not clear the way it is with other people. It's more like emotions and feelings than it is yeah. actual thoughts. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. But so. she, after work, she's waiting out there to talk to Bill, and surprise, surprise, the rat trays attack her. Yeah, they just they start literally kicking the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem pretty unpleasant, the rat trays. Yep. They do a little, huh? Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. But uh, then a dog and a vampire save her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, Bill heals her with his vampire blood. She wakes up to him licking her head wound. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> well, you know, he just saved her life because she's thinking that she's dying because she has internal um, damage. Yeah, yeah. They kick her uh, to the point that she is dying. So yeah. was he actually healing her head wound? I thought he was just you know, no. getting himself a taste. He was. He was. <laughs> yeah, that didn't actually heal her. The Feeding her his blood is what healed her. Uh, yeah, he offers his blood. Yeah, he was just enjoying the blood. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, it's free blood, right? I mean... She's not going to use it. Yeah, didn't want it to go to waste, right? What's she going to do, wash it down the drain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the point where she actually explains to him about her telepathy, which I uh, I thought was kind of interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually yeah. talks about it. She doesn't talk about it much, so she's telling him about it. I guess it's a trust thing. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, he explains that he murdered the shit out of the Ratchets. <laughs> yeah, I really like this this moment where she's like, "Are they dead?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, super dead." <laughs> like totes my goats. <laughs> we find out he was made a vampire in 1870, so he did fight for the Confederacy. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but he's not. He's uh, He's not even that old, really, for a vampire. He's not even 200. Mm-hmm. And he does agree to talk to, uh, to go to Sookie's grandmother's 
Civil War Club. Yeah, even though he's he's like really the glorious dead. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it, but like it's really nice of him to do this, and I imagine it's going to be very uncomfortable being interrogated about you know the Civil War by a bunch of old ladies. Who, yeah. Well, she's like, you don't have to talk about the shitty parts. Just talk about like the glorious parts. Yeah. She's like, I wasn't all that. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time we marched three hundred miles and then we all got blown up by yeah. a cannon shell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glorious. So glorious. Uh, chapter two. Bill stages a tornado that killed the Rattrays, which sounds kind of amazing. Like it's like stuff up in the trees, and he turned their trailer over. I think he had a good time with that. I I would yeah. right tossing yeah. stuff around. That's a blast. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say though, uh, a, a freak tornado that only strikes exactly this one spot. I mean, that's not a great cover-up, right? Yeah, if, if you did not know that vampires were real, that's a fine cover-up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't understand why he didn't just get rid of, vanish the bodies, because it sounds like they were very um, transient people, so... He, yeah. Maybe he didn't know that. I mean, he's new to town. Maybe. And, and he probably has uh, a modus operandi for disposing of bodies. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's know. probably do that for a real long time. Yeah, exactly. He'd probably chart the, like... Freak tornado strikes across the America <laughs> to find out where Bill has been. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to imagine him doing this, like spinning around, like <laughs> the sound of music. Yeah, it definitely would have been a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she goes to check it out and she's questioned by the sheriff. So, Sookie, come on. Yeah, I know. Don't be there. She goes to check out the crime scene right. uh, because. You know, apparently that's a good idea. And then not only does she get interrogated, she gets antagonistic with Sheriff when he starts to question her. Mm-hmm. Definitely the way you want to act if you are visiting a crime scene for a murder that you are involved in. Well, right. you like, know what? She's Sookie Stackhouse. She gets in chain fights, so <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. That's right. I do chain fights, chain fights for fun. What about it? Yeah. She tells the sheriff, "Oh yeah, I just wanted to see. You know, I heard that some people got their blood sucked out by a tornado. <laughs> that was very interesting." <laughs> oh. Mm. But they have their first date and when Bill when Bill comes over. Yeah. Oh, I also want to point out that at work, there's some guy who gets like weird and then Renee comes in and like puts him in his place, like almost breaks his arm, I guess. Or something, yeah. Right? Her yeah. friend Arlene also works at the bar and her yeah. husband, ex-husband, it's not super clear. Ex-husband, current boyfriend, I believe. Yeah. Stops the, stops the guy from groping her. Yeah. Yeah. Seems a little yeah. presumptive. Arlene also got a sookie scan. That's true. Yeah, yeah. She's got the. She's the, got a bun in the oven. I get. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he didn't know uh, that she chain fights, so she could totally handle herself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you should let me handle it. She like pulls the chain <laughs> <Yeah>. from her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in preparation for their date, she's she's doing you know cleaning. It's like, that's, I guess, the southern thing to do. Cleaning up for the vampire visitor, and she's uh, she starts pondering at that point whether vampires bone. And uh, I think we've read all, all read enough vampire literature to know that they definitely do. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't even know if this is a question. Oh, of course, yeah. All vampires always bone. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe not like the 30 Days of Night vampires, but... Probably even them, but maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Anne Rice vampires definitely bone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> like, you give up the sun, and what you get in exchange, constant boning. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, it turns out that Bill was the is the ancestor of the next door neighbor or the guy across the cemetery from where they live. She lives way out in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 eldest Compton other than Bill was uh, Jesse Compton, I guess. He was an old dude, and he and he died. And now, since the vampires have come out, he can actually inherit the property from his 
yeah. like great 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 grandson that, or whatever that raises some weird questions because there's a lot of vampires with property rights now right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who yeah. are like definitely a lot older you know mm-hmm. than the, the people that currently own the property I imagine uh, there are probably a lot of courts that are sorting out a lot of things about vampires at this point you know mm-hmm. yeah oh. it seems like they are we know that vampires can't marry people right now humans yeah mm-hmm also, uh, when Bill arrives, he just appears, which is a concerning thing for vampires to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're apex predators. That's right. But but really, this date is like mostly a really... I, mean, I would say it's about as normal of a polite conversation as is possible to have with a, a vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. Like, Sookie's grandmother talking to Bill is also pretty funny. It's, mm-hmm. They're just like... They're very southern at each other. They're very, very polite. <laughs> yeah. Good manners. Yeah. He calls her ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, basically nobody in these books is afraid of vampires. Uh, that's not entirely true. We just, like, we have a very narrow perspective at this point. But I, I think generally they're met with fear and hatred. Just This is a, a town where... I guess so. Yeah. In Bon Tom's, you were very open-minded. Yeah, surprisingly open-minded for a tiny little backwater town in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. it is a little funny. It's just well, noticeable that he keeps meeting people who just don't aren't scared of him, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially now that we know what we know as fact about vampires that you should absolutely be scared of them. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally they're like, well, so do you kill people? And he's like, oh yeah, all the time. I'm really, really good at it. <laughs> yeah. I could kill you very easily. And they're like, oh, that's very interesting. Want some tea? <laughs> and that's that's like this whole this whole conversation is like that kind of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. what, can, what can vampires do? Which I actually appreciate. I appreciate learning the mechanics of this, this stuff up front. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, you know, they're, he's talking about how he's killed a bunch of people and it's like conducted so casually. And then she, he's like, oh, and I can hypnotize people. And she's like, okay, do it to me because that's exactly what I would do. I'd be curious. I'd be like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. yeah I'd I, do would, I would say, don't ever do that to me. <laughs> Again. I'd, I'd want to know what it feels like so I know if it's happened. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But it, apparently it doesn't work on her, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. She, she is interesting. Yeah. He also floats a little bit for her because he can fly. <laughs> he's just showing off at that point <laughs> but she's at, she asked him she's like can you float for me and she's like oh you can float and he's like yeah she's like do it right now he's like right here yeah like, okay <laughs> so he floats yeah I imagine he's just doing that like magician trick where he sort of stiff don't look at him for the other end. <laughs> yes. very impressive mm-hmm. uh, she also talks a little bit about growing up as a telepath and I I, I could think it, it as a parent, it would be really hard to parent a kid who could read your mind. That sounds awful. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think if kids could read your mind? I, I wish my kids could read my mind. It's very hard to communicate with them. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, this and like, aren't there things that you think that you would prefer if they didn't know? Yes. Mm, no, not really. I don't have any secrets for my kids. All right. That's fair. That's I, my policy. Mm, her parents died in a flash flood, which is sad. Yeah. And, and, and Bill's like, interesting, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> After we learned about the tornado thing. <laughs> that's, that's all I could think is like, oh, flash flood, huh? And yeah. mysteriously just killed just them? Yeah. Huh, it's like right. a localized one. You know, got one car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like Murray. <laughs> I do tornadoes. He just flash floods. <laughs> That's right. Vampire Murray. Yeah, Vampire Murray. <laughs> mm-hmm. She also asked him about the the mechanics of making vampires, which is something that I'd be want I'd want to know about too. It sounds like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You die, and then the vampire puts their blood in you, and you become a vampire. Well, it's uh, funny too, because she goes into some very practical stuff, like he inherited this house, and it's kind of old and crappy, and he's trying to get stuff done, but. 
nobody believes him when he calls up the local electrician to try to get them to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a vampire. Can you come at night? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> So she's able to help with uh, yeah, that. I, I feel that. If I was the electrician, I'd be like, either you're lying, in which case fuck off, or you're a vampire, in which case fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is a this is a possibly very lucrative business opportunity, like run, catering specifically to vampires who are probably super rich because they live forever, right? Well, mm-hmm. vampires usually have a rent field, right, to go around and do stuff during the day for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I assume so. And I guess, purpose, like, I guess that's what Sookie becomes for, for him. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, I'll start doing that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, she says she'll make a few phone calls, and that's just being neighborly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. We also learned that, and this is something that's, like, concerning, the haircut that you have when you get vampired, you're stuck with for eternity. Oh, my oh, God. I know. Yeah. He was like, thank God I didn't. See, that was weird to me. He was like, I'm so glad I didn't have a beard at that time. And I was like, really? Like, r- razors don't work? Well, no. Um, vampires? I, I mean, like, that's in, that's a good question. In, like, in other vampire continuities, like, every time they sleep for the day, it comes back. Huh. So they regenerate. Even if, yeah, even if it, if, they, if it gets long, it doesn't get any longer, and if they cut it, then it just comes back, because it's magic. So, your hair grows while you sleep? Like everybody else? Well, they... <laughs> but it all grows all the way back. Like, yeah. very fast, yeah. It was. In the same way they would heal a wound immediately, that would be like a wound for the Okay, body. that would be annoying. Like, you know, if you have to shave every day, that's one thing, but like, if you're, you have to okay. get a haircut every day, that's because, annoying. Like, thematically, vampires could represent many different things and many different usages, and one of the things they represent is giving up the both the pluses and minuses of life right mm-hmm. you become frozen in place and, yeah and we all kind of feel the impulse that sometimes we'd like to freeze ourselves in place where we didn't change but a vampire is like a, a counter example of why that can be a bad thing yeah mm-hmm. but not changing is just as bad as you know changing too much yeah and i mean usually they represent stds though <laughs> i mean you know he, he talks about a beard as if having a beard is a terrible thing but i I mean, I, I think I'd be okay if I had a beard and was stuck that way because I know I look really fucking weird without a beard. Like, I think a polite vampire maker would, would like tell you to get a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you have like, a haircut. Your beard well, is really tr- nicely trimmed. At least like hypnotize you into it like the day before. Like today, get yourself right. Get yeah. all your business. Go get a makeover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trim your eyebrows. Right. <laughs> And his mad like nose hair just like sprouting out wildly every night. God, that would suck. <laughs> All I could think was like, man, I really need to be more on top of my my haircut game if uh, there's potential for a vampire. Because you never know when you're gonna get turned mm-hmm. into a vampire. It's true. Yeah. Like you know, because of the pandemic, my hair is not exactly how I'd want it for all eternity. Right now, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I don't uh, think anybody would want to be a vampire right now. Most of us have gained a little, a few pounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. You can't, can't work out and get fit, you know? Yeah. Whatever shape you're in is what shape you're in for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a conversation with her boss, and we learn more about her telepathy, which sounds awful, but weirdly, he says she can read his mind anytime, which yeah. is very bizarre. That's... That's a weird imitation and probably a recipe for disaster with your boss, but you know, mm, whatever. Yeah, I don't know how HR would handle that. Yeah. It doesn't seem proper. Yeah. I, I, you know, th- th- this is another one of those ones where I was like, this is a very inappropriate meeting with her boss. Like, I know he's trying to be supportive, but he's very handsy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes to Bill's house after work the next night, and there's vampires and humans there, and other vampires are assholes. Yeah, yeah. These vampires seem much less polite than Bill. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, like... From the moment she approaches this house and meets this first vampire, this would be like a nope situation for me. I'd be like, so this fast. is where I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that vampire at the door, like she knows what vampires are like and she knows that Bill is very nice, but uh, she also knows that not all vampires are like that. And this person at the door is very clearly not like that, you know? Yeah. They're super scary. And he kind of tries to protect her saying, she's mine. Yeah. He called dibs on her. 
mm-hmm. like the last donut. You're like, oh, I'm gonna eat that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, "All right, man, you called this." But there's a there's what vampire there getting a hand job from a human woman, and she finds out something she's been wondering about, which is whether or not vampires can have boners, and they can. Yeah, uh, and ejaculate. Yeah, apparently. she gets to witness firsthand. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampire getting a a handy. Yeah, a vampire hand a vandy, vampire handy a vandy vandy vampire vampire vampire. There's also kind of a weird thing here with uh like there's apparently vampire hiv yeah sino aids uh, yeah and there's i guess she prevents bill from catching it from this human that's traveling with him yeah he's going around trying to give everyone vampire aids mm-hmm. as vengeance yeah yeah so that was interesting mm-hmm. which is that i think that's interesting because vampires so often represent stds you know in, yeah. in culture mm-hmm. and so here vampires can have stds mm-hmm. yep Though it doesn't sound like it's actually that bad. It doesn't usually kill them. It just knocks them out for a month. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like the classic vampires are all syphilis that you catch from having sex with Romanians or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, after all that, they decide to leave and murder that one person they showed up with. And so it's like, oh, yep, sorry, sucks for that, sucks for that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was nothing she would be able to do about it. No, probably not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're going to find through the series there's going to be a lot of times when she has to make ethical decisions. And she didn't really consciously make this one. Like, she read his mind and she, her first, she just blurted out that this guy had AIDS, has Sino-AIDS so that Bill wouldn't get it from him. Um, but yeah, then she just lets them walk out the door with, with him, know he's going to die. So, yeah. as second dates go, this one is not as good as the first date. You know, it's always hard <laughs> yeah. when you meet your new dates. Like, a de- guy you're dating when you meet his friends. Yeah. You know, that's always a rough situation to be in, especially if they're really different from you. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, if they turn out to be a traveling band of murderers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Uh, so, will there be a third date? Remains to be seen. Yeah. So, she gets almost choked to death, but mm-hmm. luckily not. And they leave, but it's rough. Yeah. Okay. I like these psycho vampires, you know. I thought... I, it has been jarring to me th- up to this point in the book how nice Vampire Bill is mm-hmm. and how everybody like is not scared of him because he's such a cool dude. And then, uh, but you know, we vampires are supposed to be creatures of terror and, and you know, ultimate you know, death. And uh, we see these guys, and that's exactly what they are. You yeah. know, and and I think that we already have hints of why Bill is different, and that's that he has this idea that he wants to settle down. He wants to not be. A, ro- a, a roving nomad he wants to like put down roots and become like a person you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, for whatever reason so he's uh, it, the other vampires mentioned that uh, at this point that he's not drinking human blood at all he's surviving only on true blood which probably sucks mm-hmm. uh, because he wants to he wants to move into Bon Tom live in a small town be a, a person you know yeah yeah um, but you're right like this well, but I thought that was good I thought that was the piece that was missing from the story so far is what what it actually means to be a vampire for real when you're not this one special vampire. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is not representative of, of what vampires are like, which is something that wasn't clear until this moment, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, chapter three. Sam asks Sookie to go stack, check on a co-worker, Dawn, who didn't show up for work that day. Yeah, this dude needs to learn some boundaries, man. Like, first, you know, he's... Got, got all these relationship, you know, lectures that he's given her. And now he's calling her, like, in the morning to go check on another employee. Yeah. It's just like, I mean. Fuck off. I'd be like, yeah, nah. Remember his Sookie scan? He's a good looking dude. That's right? true. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he looks good with his shirt off, you know? Right, yeah. She's got him on tap. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. But Sookie goes to into downtown Bontemps. Yeah, because Dawn hasn't shown up for work, and for some reason that's Sookie's problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she and Arlene, her friend Arlene's boyfriend slash ex-husband, Renee Lanier, discover Dawn dead. Yeah. Unpleasant. Another victim of a Southern vampire mystery. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's when we meet JB, the guy I was talking about, the hot but dumb neighbor. She yeah. says, bless his country heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, Suki begins reading the minds of everyone there, which is kind of a useful skill if you're going to solve mysteries, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And apparently every dude there hooked up with Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her, you know? And she was into some rough stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting because Sam shows up and she decides at that moment that's when she's going to try and read his mind since he invited her to do so. Yeah. And he can tell when Suki's trying to read his mind and he can also, like, block her. He, she said it's like having somebody slam an iron door in your face or something like that. So what is up with that? Yeah, that's something she's never encountered before. Yeah, and later on she tells him, you're not human. She doesn't know what he is, but she knows he's not human. And he's like, well, neither are you, bitch. Well, yeah. he's a bartender. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, he's I mean, a bar owner. Yeah, he owns it. Doesn't he tend the bar? No, his name is Sam Merlot. And the bar is called Merlots. Yeah, but doesn't he also... That was a coincidence. Oh, yeah. I saw this place, I just had to buy it. <laughs> no, no, he changed his name to, to Merlot when he started working there. He doesn't actually own the place. <laughs> My name used to be Sam Chili's. <laughs> Sam Chili's to go. <laughs> now I'm Sam Merlot, thank God. <laughs> um... But she's questioned by Andy Belfleur, who's one of the detectives, and she gets really pissed off at him and lets him know she can read minds, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. But, you know, he uh, it's a lot harder for him to solve mysteries not being able to read minds, so I don't know how he's supposed to solve this other vampire mystery if he can't even read minds. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. He, he, he's asking some pretty inane questions, too, though. I mean, I feel like he's not a very good detective. Yeah. Uh, really, I've got a different impression. Oh, yeah? You thought he was good? Yeah, I thought he was... Playing it really cool. I think he was asking good questions to not spook somebody who you think might be involved in the crime. Oh, so you think he thought she was responsible somehow? Or, you know, knew something, was connected, whatever. Yeah, okay. but he's, he's very classist in that, and she reads his mind and that really upsets her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that Don and Maudette were both into vampires. That's true. But she talks to Bill after work and he wasn't the one that bit or killed Don, which makes her happy. Yeah. Um, or he says he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've never even heard of Don. Yeah. <laughs> Don Green or whatever her name was. Yeah. Even though, to be fair, he has had over 150, 250 years to learn to lie. Yeah, exactly. No, not 250, 150. Yeah. yeah. He was like, well, I couldn't have gotten her. There was no tornado. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, was there a tornado there? Probably wouldn't be there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he does, he does make what seems like a pretty valid explanation though. He's like, uh, (laughs) they wouldn't have been left uneaten if they were done by a vampire. Why would a vampire kill someone without eating them? You know? Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like that'd be like, if I murdered a cheeseburger, you'd better believe I'm gonna eat that thing. You know? (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I might go murder a cheeseburger right after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It's talking about cheeseburgers. Making me want to go murder a cheeseburger. (laughs) Oh man. I want to go to Whataburger. You guys want to get Whataburger after this? Kind of. Yeah. Oh man. I always want Whataburger. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. We should get them to sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Whataburger, if you're listening, patreon.com slash armadillopodcast. It's John Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah. Also, this is another moment where Sam gives her unsolicited relationship advice. Is like the fourth time this this, this set of chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though this time, Silky does call him out on his bullshit. She does. Yeah. And she's worried because her brother Jason slept with both these women. And so he's automatically a suspect. Mm-hmm. So Sookie asks Bill to take her to a vampire barn Shreveport to investigate more and try to figure out which vampire was attached to Maudet and Dawn to hopefully find out who the murderer is. I gotta say, uh, at this point in the series, we don't know exactly what a vampire bar entails, but I think we've seen enough of the documentary series Blade to know that it's not a great place for a human to hang out. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a good idea. She seems pretty, pretty fearless. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently she's really good at chain fighting, so <laughs> I guess she thinks she can take care of herself. Just bring the chain, Shitsuki. Don't leave it in Jason's truck. I think it's funny that she's just decided that she's going to solve this mystery. Like, like no one's asked her to do it. She hasn't even explicitly thought, I'm going to find out who's doing these murders. But apparently she's going to go do some investigating for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, that's I what she does. This is probably the biggest downside of being able to read people's minds. You constantly get sucked into murder investigation. <laughs> <laughs> probably. God damn it, not another one. She should really be a cop, honestly, right? Like, isn't being yeah. a telepath, like, super... Like, she'd be really good at being a police officer. I, I'm just saying, I feel like she has not explored the upsides of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does think of it as a disability. It's, it's really about her mindset, right? Yeah. She'd go be a diplomat, right? She'd make the world a better place. That's true. Uh, do you think she can read the minds of people who think in other languages? That's a good question. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, but she also, I think she wants the adventure, too. It's exciting for her because she talks about how she's just been in this one crappy little town for ever and ever and ever. So That's a good point. Yeah, meeting a vampire for the first time was a huge thrill. And the second meeting with the other vampires wasn't so great. But, it was thrilling, maybe not in a good way, though. And she probably just wants to know more because she talks about how refreshing it is and how amazing it feels to be in the company of vampires because she just she can't hear their thoughts at all. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if she tried a tinfoil hat. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. They, they already think she's crazy, so she'd lean into it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or she could, uh, every time somebody near her starts thinking, she could just blow an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually look at the hang of not thinking around her. That's right. The problem is that she's making it her problem instead of making it their problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters four through eight of Dead Until Dark, the first book in Charlene Harris's Southern Vampire novels. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, drop us a line at hello at livingdeadinaustin.com. And if you have any questions for us, we might even answer them on air. Please share this with anyone you think will like this. Please give us good reviews. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club, where you can also find out more information about our Wheel of Time and Harry Potter podcasts. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, good good night, night, okay. okay.